2: What's going on, everybody? Hello. We're back, and that's it. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see you. We'll no, see ya. yeah,
1: we're back. We're back. Sorry about last week. I'm Couldn't not. happen. It wasn't in the cards. Okay, we went to a baseball game. There was a fight on the field. A man was injured.
2: Yeah, that's All true. Right? We had uh, free tickets to a baseball game, so we were at a baseball evening, uh, and it just it didn't. Uh, there was no time in the cards for a new episode.
1: No, it's true. There was, there was a brawl on the field. Like some dude broke his his wrist, right? Yes, yeah, bleeding dude, from the head.
2: Um. So the the first baseman, some guy hit the ball into the outfield. And the first baseman tackled the guy running as he crossed first base,
1: which is not the, how you play the game of baseball. No, for not those even. Of you slightly. that aren't aware,
2: it's it, it certainly frowned upon in almost every possible regard. Um. But then uh, the guy that got tackled, I guess, like busted up his face pretty good. And they were throwing some punches, and the guy that tackled him broke his wrist. Um, and then the benches were clear. It was a it was a cesspool of activity. So
1: he's an idiot enough to tackle someone and also not keep his wrist straight when he punches someone. Yeah. So he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. But that's what we were doing last week. So yeah, we're here to doing this this episode. I'm gonna be more learning along with you guys because my extracurricular time was otherwise taken up these past weeks. Yeah. But So Grant's going to tell us about something fucking horrific.
2: Yeah, so what we're going to do today, it, it kind of goes along the lines of what we're used to hearing on this show. Um, also, with the Nazis. Yeah. All right? I don't I don't think we've done anything about Nazis at all.
1: Not really. We've mentioned them in passing, but everyone knows who they are, so you know.
2: I mean, yeah, so you don't need more information on the fucking Nazis, because yeah. you know what you're doing.
1: Now let's just say, after hearing about this guy and reading a little bit about him, uh, this is going to be the complete exact opposite of what we've been doing with all the wholesome shit. Oh, yeah. Um, this so, is no roof man robber.
2: So this story... Um, the reason I found it interesting, because I feel like the Nazis could be, obviously, they could be a series of of episodes, just about them in general, as well as, like, the crazy atrocities that they did. Dude, if we had a podcast for
1: as long as we've had this one, we could talk about them endlessly. Like, yeah. there's no shortage of information on no, the Nazis.
2: There truly is not, and today, we're going to talk about something that, and I, it's funny, because and the more research I did on this guy, the more I know or I learned that I'm really not super well-versed in, like, World War II history. Um, you know, we learned the basics. Everybody knows, like, the generic story of World War II, especially Hitler and all that shit.
1: Everyone was having a hard time, especially the Jews, and that's basically all we know. Yeah. Or all we're taught in public school. At
2: least. There, There's a lot more to it, and this guy... Today, we are talking about none other than a man named Oscar Durlwanger. Um, Oscar with a K. Yes, yeah, with a K, and his last name is spelled Durl Wanger. Um, so that's just funny. It's know? just wang. a
1: Wanger, yeah, a little levity for this topic. Wang computers. Wang. You know? wang.
2: Um, anyways, so we're going to go ahead, we're just going to jump right in. So, Oscar Durlwanger was born in 1895. He grew up the fa- his father was a merchant, so just like a sales guy, you know, just kind of doing their thing. Yeah, he's just selling stuff. Um, and his mother was also sort of like a like a housewife, part time employee, like the normal people, uh, normal people for 1895 Germany. Okay, sounds about right. Living their day to day. Um. So he joined the German army in the year of 1913. The reason I'm jumping this gap so far. There's really not like a crazy amount of information about his childhood, because he at the end of the day he was just like a Nazi, so no one really took the time to like profile this fucking. Yeah,
1: guy. they're not like, oh, what could have caused this? It's like, no, it was a huge movement; a lot of people, yeah, fell victim to it in many senses.
2: He in no way was the only one, uh, but he for the, we'll get to the reason eventually. Um, you'll see why we're talking about this guy. So in 1913, he joins the German army. Okay. So, on his first mission, he was sent to march with the troops through Belgium. And by 1917, he was moved over to the Eastern Front. Um, so, that's where he was kind of seeing, like, you know, the the real bad shit of World War One. Yeah. Um, because during this time, uh, the Russian army was pretty much fucking defeated. Like, they were done. Um, so, what he did get to see of the Eastern Front was pretty much... A decimated Eastern people, torn up towns, fucked up worlds, people that are just dirty and beaten and not alive.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the dirty people that. <laughs> yeah, and I
2: don't mean dirty in the sense of, like they're bad. They're
1: just, like, like normal people walking around with like scuffs on their cheeks or something. Like, oh god. Yeah, oh. Just,
2: these are just people that have been ravaged by war for the last five years. Yeah, so they're they're really not in the best of spirits. Um. And this is where a lot of historians point to how Dürer Wanger got more involved with the Nazis, because this led actually a lot of World War One troops to get this sense of superiority from seeing the Eastern Front like this. It
1: was his aha moment.
2: Yeah, where it was like, even though the Germans were not doing so hot themselves, they were certainly not as battered as the Russians. So it was... For them, it was like, oh, well, these people are just fucking gross. Like, they can't even lose, you know? So,
1: him seeing the eastern front of Belgium was basically him just going like, you should see the other guy. Yeah. Like, one of those.
2: And um, he got a bit of a reputation as being kind of a lone, not a lone wolf, but a guy that plays by his own rules, you know? Yeah, like a um,
1: uh, uh, rule breaker. <laughs> yeah, the James much. Dean type he saw himself as.
2: Um, because it, during the German Revolution, um, he was actually told to surrender by the commanding forces and by his leaders in the military, um, and he decided that that just wasn't for him. Um, so through sheer luck and just weird trials and errors, he actually brought 600 men back to Germany safely uh, from being captured or killed.
1: And I'm sure that was enough to for him to pretty much... Uh... Say, like, yeah, I can pretty much do anything I want now. Yeah, so he Especially was... Especially not taking orders.
2: So, World Vonger it was kind of a... Th- this is where he got, like, his badass mentality. Yeah, Mr. You know? Wang, yeah. Uh, yeah, Wang Computers. Or over... I just keep bringing back the Martin shirt from <laughs> The Simpsons. <laughs> Wang Computers. I don't get it, but... Like, I mean, I get it, but, like, I don't know if it's a real thing or just, like, stupid, but it's, it's fucking great. I don't
1: know if I've ever heard anyone refer to a penis as a Wang, like, in... In the wild, yeah, I it's don't only think so. ever been on TV, but it's it's just gold.
2: It's it is. It's a nice like soft way to say it, you know. It's like oh, you're, yeah. you're being a Wang,
1: Oscar Wang.
2: Yeah, you're being a Wang, Wang.
1: It's a Wang. Anywho, in
2: 1919, uh, he enrolled in the University of Mannheim. Uh, this is where he had joined the German Nationalist Protection and Defense Defiance Federation, um, and this was sort of like. It, this was the Nazis before they were Nazis, you know, kind of like yeah, f- these weird like fascist beliefs. Um, yeah,
1: oddly, it sounds more official beforehand. Yeah, it, you know, it does. It's a federation. Are you shooting me?
2: Um. So obviously, this shows you know early indications that this dude might have some anti-Semitic uh, tendencies. Yeah. Um, possibly, we don't know, but it, it, obviously, <laughs> it's there. <laughs>
1: At this point, we're we're not sure.
2: Um. So, from there, he transferred to the University of Frankfurt, and he was studying economics. And after a couple of years, he earned himself a doctorate degree in political science. Damn. How about that? Doctor of politics. Yeah. Um, so, he was a poli-sci guy, okay? Um, so, this is, this is where it gets interesting. So, his thesis paper revolved, obviously, around political landscape. And his direct thesis statements was, quote, towards a critique of the theory of planned control of the economy. Um,
1: There's a lot of uh, triggering words in there. Planned control. Yeah. Um, economy. <laughs> so
2: pretty much from what I was able to understand from different things I was reading and watching, um, essentially where they're getting at here is that his thesis was really written on his beliefs of anti-communism. Um and this is where it might get a little muddled. I know times are a little bit different now. Um, but for those of you that are unaware, uh, which I was too at this point, it was quite interesting to me. This is actually an extreme form of socialism that, that he's he's practicing and preaching. Okay. Um, and this obviously rips apart a lot of historians because some disagree, some agree. Um. But this was pretty much the same thing that Hitler was writing in Mein Kampf at the time, um, and if you want to boil it down to its most base categorization, uh, Hitler was a socialist as well as Oscar Wangman. I think we can
1: all agree, though, that extreme versions of anything aside from like flavorings and food are probably bad. Oh, a thousand percent. So they exhibit A. This you know guy's I mean? not
2: talking about free college. You know no, I he's mean? not like, talking
1: about, like, Doritos with extra dust. This is this is bad.
2: Yeah, so essentially, like, th- this is kind of what I was researching, and it falls into two sub-camps. Um, and so, like, some are, like I said, some are saying that this is actually anti-socialist. But what the way the historians describe it is that there's Marxist <laughs> socialism.
1: It's so socialist. It's just the exact yeah. opposite.
2: <laughs> so it's Marxist socialism and anti-Marxist socialism. Okay. All right. Um, and pretty much the only thing that unites them is that they're both against communism. Like they, they're neither of those ideas want communism. Yeah, the they're, enemy
1: of my enemy is my friend.
2: So this is where uh, fucking Durlwanger, Durl-Wanger Sorry. Wang, um, he we're kind of seeing how he could become a Nazi very easily. Um, he's really getting into these things that Hitler's into, and we're we're getting to the bubbling point here,
1: you know. Yeah, it's like they're gonna meet like it's gonna be like a meet cute just on the street. Like you think that too?
2: Yeah, pretty Dude. much. Um, so in 1923, uh, he joined the Munich Pacht, um, which failed, which was like you know. A form of I don't even that for some
1: reason sounds like a knitting circle.
2: Yeah, I don't want to call it. It's obviously not like a revolution, but it was like a protest group going on. Okay. Um, and then after this, uh, he actually became an accountant at a Jewish business in the area.
1: He's got a doctorate in fucking economics and political science, and he's working as an accountant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay.
1: Get your bag, man.
2: Uh, during, keep in mind, during this time, he's still a part of the German military. You know, like this is all still ongoing.
1: Much like the roof man, he maintained his military status.
2: Yeah. Um, so the now this is where I'm. I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody. Okay. I'm just saying. I wonder the validity of these statements. The Jewish business owner says that Durlvanger was embezzling from the company, and now I don't put that past him at all because he's a piece of shit. But this is also a Jewish guy post-World War II telling us about this. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. it, it's hard to gauge because it's like the hatred for each other in that situation is deep on both sides. And it's it's fucked up.
1: No, you're very right. But it could be that, like, I don't know. Like He's like, oh, I'll take him down from the inside. And then he's like, all right, well, that didn't really work. I got caught and got in trouble. Uh, yeah, oh, fuck. Le- now it's time to be Nazis, you know? Nobody there's a lot of things that me and you are going to say in this that might sound bad if they're clipped out. So I'm going to recommend not doing that to everyone.
2: Yeah, don't clip don't clip anything we've ever done. It's not meant yeah. to be clipped. Okay? Please don't
1: clip me saying it's time to be Nazis.
2: <laughs> it's time to be Nazis, guys. <laughs> um so during this time obviously I don't put it past him. I mean, he he doesn't he's not like a bad guy, but he's certainly Teetering on the edge. And right here is where he becomes officially a full-blown, okay, this is not good. Um, he, after this, uh, he's working at the place, and he's still kind of active reserve military, you know? Yeah. Um, so he rapes a 14-year-old girl who was part of the oh. Hitler Youth. Oh. Um, so he, he rapes her, and he was also caught drunk driving in a German military vehicle. And for this, they stripped him of his military status, they sent him to prison for two years, and they even stripped him of his doctorate degree. So he had nothing.
1: <laughs> he wasn't using it very well anyway. He was a fucking accountant, and he was stealing. So, so was it? Was the rape like? Uh, was that was that kind of bundled in with the reason that all that was stripped away, or was it just because he was like taking a jeep for a joyride while he was a little fucking tipsy?
2: The way I understood it was that was like the the main crime. Um, the jeep or the no, rape? The rape. Thank uh, God, at least back then. Jesus Christ. The jeep happened before. But he was already kind of on, like, very, very thin ice. And then when this happened, it was like, okay, no more. Yeah, like, probation no more.
1: period, and you're going to rape. Yeah, uh, no more, no on. more.
2: Um, So, funny enough, this is just uh, too bad it doesn't come later. It starts a little too early, if you ask me. Um, So, he when he gets out of prison, he actually protests the government stripping him of his doctorate degree. And you know how the German government responds? No, they send him to a concentration camp for six
1: months. Oh, oh, is this a little foreshadowing? I'm they seeing?
2: just, they just fucking bounce this,
1: uh, guy. Ooh, I wonder what's gonna happen next.
2: Yeah, so then things happen. You know, time goes on. He's doing his thing. Um, so now he's reinstated into the military as sort of, not explicitly stated. But as like a throwaway guy. Like he's going to be wherever they need, he's need the a He's the grunt, you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Frontline infantry. Um, Frontline infantry.
2: So he was sent out to Spain to fight in the Condor unit. Um, once his reputation caught up to him in Spain, uh, he was kicked out and then sent back home. Um, and then after this, about a, a couple months or so, in 1939, they sent him back to the Condor unit in Spain. So this is where it really kicks off. This dude's kind of been around. He's got experience in a lot of different facets of life. Yeah, I'd say. So in 1940, he was placed in charge of training 80 criminals, uh, which would later become members of the Waffen-SS, obviously. So this
1: guy's like 45 at this point?
2: Yeah. Um, And before I go any further, I want it to be known. Now, names and dates are, are going to escape me here. But essentially, what happened was during World War One. During his time in World War One, he became friends with this guy. I want to say it was like something Burger. Uh, he was like a higher ranking Nazi. <laughs> I want to say that was the last name. I could be incorrect. Either way, the the guy that he was friends with was extremely close to Heinrich Himmler. Okay, Heinrich Himmler or whatever. Um. So the reason that he was able to get to where he is now, after all that, is because he had a high-ranking Nazi vouching for him this whole time. It's all
1: about who you know in the workforce. Yeah.
2: Know? So he, you know, he met the right guy during World War One for his circumstances, and that's kind of what led him to where he's at today. Yeah.
1: World War One was just linked in for this guy.
2: Yeah. Making so connections. In 1940, like I said, he was placed. Uh, he was going to train all these criminals uh, that would join the Waffen SS, um, and essentially Hitler had not told, you know, not told our fella here, Oscar, about this. But it was very well known; it was not a secret that this unit he was training would be there, for lack of a better term. And I don't mean this in any sort of copyright way. Their suicide squad, like it would be if you have a mission that you don't think you're going to win. You send these fucking guys. Yeah,
1: it's like you, you just. They're the bodies you throw at things. Yeah, it's like
2: if they die, they die. It's whatever. Um, so, interestingly enough, what Hitler did was this was to be a group made explicitly of poachers. And I mean that in the literal sense that the people he was training were all people that had been arrested for illegally hunting. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And it seems
1: like a weird group of people like a weird crime to group people together for yeah you know what i mean
2: and so they you know they didn't go after people that legally were hunting animals with like traps and snares but if you were illegally hunting animals or hunting animals that were not legal to hunt you were sent to this
1: battalion so like if i was fishing at a local park without a license i could theoretically be sent to the equivalent of the american version of this
2: I guess, yeah. I why know, not? I don't uh, why not? Oh God,
1: I need to get that license.
2: Um, so this is where they got their nickname. Uh they were referred to as the Black Hunters, all right? So they're officially like a little group or a little clique, I guess you want to call it. Um and after this time, uh well, okay, this is I added this to the notes. I don't understand why, but I thought this was a funny detail. Okay. These poachers, right? These eighty poachers that were sent over to be trained. Yeah. They could only be from Bavaria or Austria. They could not be from any other country. What?
1: Like that that was like in the orders, like mm-hmm. only these guys.
2: And the the fucked up thing that makes almost no sense, or maybe just doesn't have enough clarity on it. This was ordered directly from Hitler. Like this decision.
1: I, that's I don't know, man. Maybe I know Hitler was Austrian. So, maybe, maybe he, like, had some uh, some bad experiences as a child with hunters? Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs>
2: um, so, like I said, 80 of them were let out of prison, and they were sent over to train. Uh, only 55 were able to pass what was considered, like, their physical exam. Um, and then the other ones, the other 25 remaining, were sent back to prison. Um, so, they were just recycled and, like, sorry about you. You're fucked.
1: Um, prison for you
2: so what they did is they kind of bounced them around different parts of uh, Europe and what their job was in Germany was essentially policing so they were going up and down they were they were the guys that were always out in the street kind of checking shit out Um, and this is where they really got a big hand in the black market Um, they were doing it's believed that it would be like drugs and guns they were selling shit
1: yeah I mean Nazis love amphetamines
2: Mm -mm. Um, And then as well, they were doing some mafia-type shit, and they were extorting the businesses that were still open. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these businesses were not open anymore, but the ones that were were pretty much being protected against their will by this battalion.
1: Yeah. Um, Protected in threat of being attacked.
2: Yeah. Um, So what happens here is their numbers start kind of growing over time. Um, And this is going to come back up a little bit later, too. But they would go to mental hospitals and prisons and select the like the people that aren't going to get out. And then they would bring them into this battalion. So it was already a fucked up group. And now they're adding what? more fucked up people.
1: They're handpicking people who are definitely not going to get out of asylums yeah. to be with them?
2: So the reason that, at least this is what I understand from this... Um, is that I think that he was possibly asking for reinforcements or more people to join, and obviously they didn't want to give up like good soldiers for this, so it probably was just understood that it was like, well, if you can recruit them, you can have them, you know. Jesus. And that's exactly what they did. So they their numbers are growing. By this point, uh, they're actually organized enough with enough members to be considered a battalion in the German army.
1: Jesus Christ. It's, he's in the army, but he's like, it's all grassroots for this guy. It is. It, it's it real weird. It
2: um, So at this point, the numbers are a little bit shady, but they do increase. And I, I, I it gets up to a couple, multiple hundreds at a certain point. Good Lord. Um, so during this time, like I said, you know, we started with a little bit under a hundred people. They're definitely over that hundred person mark now. And what they do is Oscar would start giving kill quotas. So instead of just policing, it was like, for the battalion, there had to be a certain number of casualties, whether guilty or innocent, by the end of the day, every day. And it had to be achieved. Um, Oh, my God. Believe it or not, as far as reports go, they never missed the quota. They never had a problem doing that.
1: I, I somehow believe that. What with the word Nazi being involved.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. You guys can let your imagination run wild until I actually... Oh, um, well, this will be fun. ...tell you. Yeah. Um, so what they would do is they would circle a village, and then they would kill everybody inside that village after they were encircled. Now, I'm going to go into this. Wha- <laughs> I want you to let your imagination run. What is there run. to imagine? <laughs> how do we think this was achieved? Okay, how do we wipe out a village if you're a duralvanger? You know, how do you do it? What do you think?
1: Uh, you, well, well, first of all, you're uh, you're armed with a bunch of uh, insane people. Yes, uh, le- legally insane people, and uh, they're also armed. So you're armed with armed insane folk. You're circling. Uh, I'd imagine you just say go. You know, and they, like, if you're in charge of them, you just say like, yeah, "Go, go, do it," and they'll just it, it'll happen eventually. I don't know how long these uh, these murders of villages took, but I can't imagine it took over like six hours.
2: So you're not wrong. Um, it's a little bit more fucked up than that. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah.
2: So what they would do is they would use their guns as a threat. Um, they would kill people along the way that didn't comply, but typically they, they were fearful and they were complying under the guise that the, they would survive if they listened to what this battalion was telling them to do. Yeah. Um. So Durlvanger would have his men, they would herd everybody into a large barn in the village or just a large building, and then they would light the building on fire and guard every door so that people that tried to get out would just be shot. Um... So, men and women were killed by fire or by gun, okay? Okay. Um, However, he had a very strict rule that no bullets were to be wasted on children, as they could not fight back properly. So, there's no point in wasting a bullet on them. So...
1: Not that you don't want to kill kids. It's that that would be a waste of bullets to do it that
2: way. Yeah, so... What they would do is any children that survived, or on some occasions, they would just line up the children in the villages and strip them naked and have them watch as the barn burned down with everybody they've ever known and loved in there. Okay. Then they would rape all the children. Oh. Like um. Every time? Yeah, every time. Oh. They'd rape all the kids. And then they would either grab them by their arms and legs and throw them into the fire, or they would just beat them to death with their bare hands. That, that That's all they did. Oh. They wouldn't waste a bullet. So it gets a little bit more creative uh, later later a couple years in the in the future here oh no but for right now if they're not burning these kids they're just beating the shit out of them until they're dead
1: after raping yeah yeah so wow. the,
2: the, and this continued this was like his job he was like the, he would cleanse the villages you know that's like that was his gig
1: yeah cleanse is the right word fuck
2: and believe it or not the nazi party loved what he was doing so much that in 1942, they were given three auxiliary Russian squads and more poachers to add to their group. Um So by now, they're, it's between 730 and 800 people in this battalion. Jesus Christ. And they're all run by Oscar Durlvanger, okay? Oh, fucking wang. And this is when they really started getting kind of crazy because instead of just... This re-
1: is when they start getting
2: crazy? Yeah, um... <laughs> So, okay. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you something. I feel like here. we need like a fucking week or two to fucking
1: soak in what you just said.
2: Yeah, you're right. But
1: yeah, yeah, we just gotta keep going. You're
2: right. We're gonna. It's gonna get worse. We're just gonna power through. Oh God. Um. So previously, like I said, they were recruiting these, you know, uh, rapists, murderers, and psychopaths into their thing. Um, but what they were doing now, they had so many people and so much just authority, essentially, that no one questioned. Yeah. Um, That they would just break into prisons or just not break in, just be like, open the door and let me in. And they would just go in and start handpicking people and giving them guns and be like, all right, come with us. Um,
1: no training involved. Just come on. Yeah, let's go.
2: Pretty much like, here's a gun. We like to rape and kill. Like, this is up your alley. Let's go. Yeah. You come know on. that
1: thing you're in here for? Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. Here's a gun.
2: So, in late 1942, the battalion was sent over to Poland, and their main objective was to capture any resistance forces. Okay. Okay. Um, so they started by going after children of Jewish men and women or Polish men and women. Um, obviously, at this time, Jews are uh, Poland is not necessarily the safest place to be, but they're hiding there. No. Oh, yeah. Know? What What year is this? Uh, 1942.
1: Very much not the safest. They invaded in thirty nine, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. you're already fucked at On this point. On my birthday of thirty
2: nine. Um. So like I said, they typically went after the kids of Jews and Polish people. Um. And what they would do is they would line them up like cattle, and then they would strip all the kids down. A lot of They'd times they fucking would stripping these kids. A lot of times they would you know um, have uh, they would know, do rape, it have the rape
1: they would do that thing.
2: Um, And then when they were done, they'd make them stand there naked, and they would inject them one by one with strychnine, and that was sort of their way to get the Jews and the Polish people to comply, because they would make them watch while they did this.
1: Comply in what way? Like just kill me? I don't know. Like, like, oh, you're gonna do that to my child? Uh, yeah, I'll do whatever you want.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, um, so this this next one started as a rumor, um but different historians have said that it's pretty much all but confirmed, uh, because it, they're coming from all different parts of Europe at this point, these rumors. And what they would do is if they found the right Jewish woman after they would killed her or no, if, not after they killed her before they killed her, what they would do is they would strip her down naked and make her climb into a giant pot of boiling water. And obviously that would kill her and suffer. That you would know? boil her. Yes. Um, so as she's boiling alive, they would throw in horse meat and mix it together. Um, and the reason they did this is because, you know, horse meat, and especially in the hooves, can turn into, like, a gelatin-like paste. And they would make soap so that the battalion could bathe out of Jewish women and horse. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so they would do that.
1: Uh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. So... Uh, I'm trying to form a question here. It's got, <laughs> so they 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 make people soap. Uh, like that's one of the activities. Like every so often for these people, it's like yeah. You, you, do you have the vat? You brought the vat, right? I found this girl and uh, there, there's a horse just like like for soap.
2: Yeah, pretty. Would much. Would they eat them? Um, so that's Maybe. where that's where things get a little like foggy. Oh. Um, There's a lot of people that say that they did. Um, Members of the battalion actually did say that um, they would sometimes they would eat it too. You know,
1: yeah, waste not, want not.
2: Um, But it certainly wasn't like an everyday menu item for them. Um, Now, believe it or not, this to me is—I shouldn't say it's more fucked up. It's on par with what they've been doing to these villages. There's some very
1: creative evil things that I've never even thought of. Yeah. They made her get in. They didn't throw her in the no, boiling they, water. They are just like, just like do it.
2: They say they made her. I mean, I'm sure they probably had to kill a few to get them to do it. They were just like, all right, we're going to throw them in there. Um, yeah. But this one is so not creative that it's like almost more terrifying to me. So what they started doing in the in around like October, November of 42 is they would line up the villages, obviously um, this time they would not abuse the children or strip anybody naked, but what they would do is I was going
1: to say good, but I know the next thing is not going to be good.
2: They'd round them up and they'd all have to stand there in essentially a giant circle around a mass grave. And they would one by one, just pick a random person in the crowd and they had a designated spot that they put, like, a little seat on on the edge of the mass grave. And then some guy would just stand right behind you and, like, clip you with the gun in the neck. And then you would fall forward and just, like, bleed out. And they'd make everybody watch. And then when they stopped moving or they were dead, they'd be like, all right, you're next. And then they just—it saved them time. Good Lord. It saved them time. Um, so there is a story of one of these uh, situations going down. And it took about nine hours to kill the village. And they just stood there one by one, like, men, women, children, didn't matter. It was just like, alright, you're next. they shoot you in the neck just enough to where it doesn't, like, kill you immediately. And just watch you bleed out. And then they'd call up, like, your brother and do it to him. Yeah. So that's what they were doing. Uh,
1: fucking, all this from a guy named Oscar.
2: Yeah. Wang. Oscar Dovanger. Yeah. Um...
1: So did he like spearhead any of this was he like taking part in like the the actual yeah. shit or was he he just commanding people to do this uh, he would take not part, that either way makes it any better I'm just wondering
2: he would take part in pretty much everything now interestingly enough, there is no confirmation or story that says that he would participate in like the sexual assault.
1: Uh, he already raped a fourteen-year-old. I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, to, to, to say, but
2: it was more of like him watching and kind of getting off on the fact that it was happening.
1: So he was a cuck for his own evil.
2: Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um. So in December of '42, uh, well, actually in like November of '42, this is when Hitler really started ramping up. Like, don't get me wrong, concentration camps and extermination camps were happening. But this is when it was pretty much like, no questions asked, anyone that you capture, send them in.
1: Yeah, I mean, America's involved at this point. The whole world's going at them, so they're just like, you know, let's kick it into high gear.
2: But yeah, so that, it, th- this is what's going on. You know, everyone's kind of going a little AWOL here, you know. It's okay. But this is when, what's his fucking nuts? I can't even think of his fucking What are, What
1: are his nuts? I don't know what his is fucking it Wang? name is. Wang or nuts? Which oh, yeah,
2: Dural Nuts. Oscar Dural Nuts. Dural Nuts. Um, so in December of forty-two, Hitler clarified his earlier statement, saying that any Belarusian people that were suspicious in any way, shape, or form were to be taken in. Women and children can be killed, but they're also recommended to be brought in. Um, so this is I, – I say this is essentially like when World War II hits its peak because this is when concentration camps go – from concentration camps where people die to anyone brought in is pretty much just just, systematically eliminated. Yeah, just
1: death factories.
2: Like, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a healthy young man. Uh, this is when, the before this, obviously, genocide was being thrown around. But this is when there was no doubt in anyone's mind. It was like, we're witnessing a genocide.
1: Yeah, it's like, we are getting uh, Jews and uh, gay people and uh, just any person of color. We're, all, we're just going to kill them all in these places that we've constructed.
2: Yeah, so this is uh, by like late 1942. We're getting near, the like the end is sort of in sight, at least um, in different parts of the world. But this is when the Nazis are real. they're kind of... On the back burner, like, after Pearl Harbor, like, America and Japan are going at it right now. Yeah. And they're kind of just there, like, they know that what happened is fucked up, so they're just trying to escalate what they're doing right now. They're getting that shit going now. They're like, turn that shit up. In February of 1943, no fewer than ten villages were burned and wiped out by the Black Hunters. Okay. Um. This is in one single month, okay? That's a lot of villages. Yeah, and this is the most fucked up part of this, okay? After the fact, the Soviet Investigation Committee found that not a single shell or cartridge had been used during any of these village raids, meaning that 2,000 people, at the very least, were burned alive in the month of February by the Black Hunters.
1: Good fucking lord. Yeah. Without even the suspicion of them being witches. Yeah. It was just because they knew that they were humans, but the type of humans that mm-hmm. they were, yeah.
2: So, by the summer of 1943, Oscar and the Black Hunters were responsible for an estimated 15,000 deaths. Now, keep in mind, they were only in full operation for about 15 months at this point. Um, months? Yeah, a little bit over <laughs> what a year. The fuck? Is when they're in like full swing where they have control and they're doing shit.
1: 1,000 people a month. Mm-hmm. That equates to Jesus fucking um, Christ.
2: And it is believed that 15% or less of these deaths, of this 15,000 estimated number, um, were people in what was considered the resistance movements. Uh, and those were the people they were targeted with killing. So about 85% of the people that they killed. Were just there, like they were. Yeah, they were just
1: like folks.
2: Yeah, they were not the targets. They were pretty, possibly even innocent to a hundred percent degree. Um, and about eighty-five percent of the black hunters' kills were of people that had nothing to do with any sort of resistance. Um, All right. So this is where shit gets a little weird. By this point, in late nineteen forty-three. They uh the black hunters are officially seen as expendable by the rest of the Waffen SS. Um, so expendable. this is this is when they start spent sending them out uh to minefields. Their literal job was to just walk the minefields, look for any people that they could kill, and clear out the mines. And by clear out the mines, it's not like throw some bags. It's like, well, if people step on them. That's one less we got to deal with tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I have a strong feeling that they would just grab whoever was around and say, go walk in that field. Yeah. You know, I, I have a feeling it wasn't them doing it.
2: Yeah, so this goes on for a little bit of time. Now this is when shit gets fucking insane. Okay. The way it
1: keeps ramping up is so unsettling. Because you've, you've been like, this is where it really starts like four times so far. So,
2: yeah, guys, go ahead and take a breather and relax for a minute. Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ. Dude, have you ever seen Caddyshack?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's What a, great movie. a fun
1: movie that is, right? That's right? a good time. Bill I love the Murray.
2: Fucking, uh, obviously, the baby Ruth is a yeah. classic. And the
1: gophers and stuff. I forgot Bill.
2: that there were, like, boobs in that movie. I was, like, watching it one day, like... I think I was at like a doctor's office and it someone must have just put a DVD in it, like they showed like nudity. Yeah. And I was like, I'm at like a doctor's office right now. This is like awesome. Like
1: I'm seeing areolas at a fucking doctor's office. I'm not yeah. a doctor.
2: Yeah. Um
1: Alright, back to the Nazis, I guess.
2: Okay, so in nineteen forty four, the black hunters were sent to the Warsaw Uprising in Poland. So what was going on here? was the city of of Warsaw, Poland, was trying to fight back in almost any way they possibly could. Yeah. And this lasted for about two full months. And during this time, the black hunters were present and policing the area for anybody that's going against the Nazi power. Okay? Okay. During this time, Durlwanger, Durlwanger, sorry... Uh, Doolvanger... Wang. ...was personally responsible for burning down three active hospitals. Um, and what they would what? do... What? They did the same thing. They guarded the doors, they'd shoot anybody that came out, and anybody that possibly survived, they would hang, and that includes doctors, nurses, secretaries, and patients.
1: There's, like, no reason for that.
2: They would string them up in front of the hospital and just fucking hang them if they survived.
1: Um... Yeah, I, I, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> that's just, that's fucking great. Personally, three hospitals. You yeah. know how big a hospital is?
2: Three of them. They burn down completely. Um, this is, this one's going to be a tough one to hear for some people out there. So just be ready. All oh right? yeah,
1: as opposed to any of the other shit that we've discussed today.
2: Be ready. They found a daycare. That was housing over five hundred children in Warsaw. All right.
1: First of all, too many kids for a single daycare. Who's running this daycare?
2: What they did is they systematically brought them outside, single file line, like a fire drill, and they, they just spent, waited
1: for the recess like schedule to happen.
2: They spent more than a few hours, more than a few hours. Okay, um, plenty of the black hunters had their way with a lot of the children. Obviously, the teachers were killed immediately. Any parental figure in there was shot and killed immediately. Yeah. Um, But so all 500 kids were outside, and the same rules applied. They're children. We don't use bullets. So this time, instead of going the barehanded route, because that just took a little bit too much time, they were given a choice. Every single member of the battalion had to kill at least one kid. But they got the choice. They could either use their rifle butt and cave in their skull or use a bayonet if they had one and slice open their stomach. So they did this. They killed over 500 children in one afternoon. Yeah.
1: Uh, And funny enough,
2: you know what happens after the Warsaw Uprising ends? Yeah, what's that? Oskar Dovanger is awarded the Knight's Cross of the Iron Cross from Hitler himself.
1: So Hitler's loving everything they're doing. Yeah. like
2: I mean, pretty much Hitler... I think Hitler set him up for failure. And the fact that he didn't fail was enough to him, for Hitler to be like, You know what? This guy's cooking. Like, this guy's going.
1: Because perseverance is valuable no matter what your moral compass mm-hmm. uh, does. Mm.
2: So... Um. Obviously, after this point, things are coming to a close. The war is all but over. Um. After the war, Oscar, you know, Oscar Dickman, Oscar Wang, he was arrested on June first of nineteen forty-five. Um. what, why? What could enough, they possibly have on him? He was in street clothes and operating under a fake name with fake glasses. Several concentration camp inmates and locals recognized him and helped turn him in. He died six days later on June 7th, 1945. How'd he die? Official reports in the prison state that it was a heart attack. However, there are pictures that exist. I could not find them. I don't know. If some, if some historian has this shit somewhere. All right. Um... His body was discovered extremely beaten and ripped to shreds. Um, It was described as he was missing chunks of flesh, fingers. One of his eyes was ripped out of his head. Um, He was fucked up.
1: That's too good for him. He was fucked up. Too good. He had it easy.
2: And funny enough, you know who ended up killing him? A bunch of Polish inmates that were in prison. Good. And the Polish inmates did not get in any trouble as it was officially declared a heart attack by the doctors in the prison. Um, yeah, yeah. And just a fun little throwaway fact. Right before, or, like, immediately after the war had ended and, like, Nazis were, like, gone, um, he was actually found selling Russian women as sex slaves for the price of two beers.
1: Beers? Uh-huh. I assume, like, pub beers. Like, not... Like, sealed ones that you could, like, carry around and, like, save or, or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably just on his tab.
2: But obviously that did not last very long as he was dead by June 7th of 1945. When all was said and done and the final tallies were brought up and all the Nazi other Nuremberg trials were settled and everything was able to be looked at, the Black Hunters were responsible for, at the very least, 42,000 deaths.
1: That's a decent chunk. So That's a large amount.
2: 800 people were responsible for the death of between 40,000 and 45,000 people, all in the span of about two and a half years. Okay, um, wait, wait, so
1: how many people, uh, 800 roughly, Yeah, just, were in the battalion? Just for
2: numbers sake, we're going to say 800 okay, numbers. And,
1: and how many people died? 42,000?
2: Um, we'll call it 40,000. That's kind of like the estimated 000. number they're at. Now, keep in mind they the battalion suffered insane amounts of casualties.
1: Well, yeah, well I I just did a little math here. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that means each one of them killed a minimum of 50.
2: Yeah. Um and keep in mind that For an average I suppose. Near, it doesn't matter. Near the end their numbers were down back about 180 uh from 800. Because like I said they were expendable, so they
1: Well, they got rid of all the fucking doctors.
2: Yeah, so they they were dying very, very quickly, which kind of goes back to him recruiting more and more people throughout time and not even training people. It was more just like, all right, you're going to join my fucking battalion. Um, because they were just losing numbers at such a rapid pace that they had to stay afloat.
1: Yeah, it's like, you like doing shit that will send you to prison? Here's a gun. Again, <laughs> just you like, try let's, it? let's go do it.
2: But yeah, so Oskar Durlvanger is technically, this is a correct statement in saying this, he is, as far as we know, the only Nazi to ever have been fired from being a Nazi. Now, that's a misleading title because he wasn't, I mean, he was doing Nazi shit.
1: That was going to be my next question because I thought it was like he was kicked out of the Nazi party. But, like, no, he just died uh, in prison after getting that medal.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was... Essentially, the reason they say that is because he was a fascist. And pre-World War II, like, as Hitler's rise to power was going, he was, like, expelled from the German military because of, like, the rape. Yeah. So, technically, he was a fired Nazi, but he was just a very fucked up...
1: But he was being used and receiving accolades from the Nazis. Yeah. Under their wing.
2: Now, obviously... This is like the craziest open-ended question you'll ever get, but a lot of people and a lot of historians do call him the most vile and dangerous Nazi that ever lived. Besides, obviously, like Hitler, who orchestrated it.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, th- none of them are good. But no, and I mean this guy. Yeah, he 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 took some sort of cake. That's uh. Yeah.
2: You hear stories, obviously. You know about like dr mangala you know the angel of death you hear shit about higher ranking nazis and they all did bad things but one thing that pretty much every historian can agree on is the fact that oscar dolwanger is arguably one of the most vile nazis that ever lived at least openly yeah because
1: at least some of the other ones had like the guise of an excuse like Mengele is like, oh, it's for science, definitely. Yeah. Hitler was like, oh, this is just truly... I don't know what his fucking shit was, but at least he had something. He was like, I feel like this is probably the way to go. But Oscar here, he's just like, oh, there's a village over there? Guys, 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 come on. Yeah. It's like there's no reason for it.
2: Yeah, Oscar Dolvanger is definitely a Nazi that I don't think I cuz I it's almost kind of hard to like get a lot of info on him. Um there are some videos on YouTube like about him and stuff like that, but nothing very comprehensive, nothing more than maybe like 15 20 minutes. They
1: are very pared down. Like they don't yeah. mention a lot of things that I heard here today. I'm finding. Yeah. Because and- a lot of this was very brutal. I, this, a lot of this was new because I watched a couple things on this before coming into this, uh-huh. just so I'd maybe have something to say here and there. But uh, I, you knocked my socks off with this one, Grant. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah Oscar uh, Dovanger is a fucking good freak of Lord, nature. Yeah, um, the fact that the fact that now keep in mind, I'm talking a small percentage, but this guy's leadership is responsible. For a percentage of the death toll that the Nazis had, not a not a great percentage. You know, we're talking less than like two percent.
1: For any one man to have a percentage at all, that's more than one.
2: Yeah, is insane. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. So let's do the math. We're going to do the most basic numbers. I kind of wish I looked this up first. I'm going to look like, up.
1: I know there was six million Jews, but Jews were not the only people that died, as we've heard in this episode. So yeah, you're looking up the total death toll of uh, of yeah. Europe in there, or the the Nazi uh, uh, put forward death toll.
2: Okay. What so, is this? For the sake of numbers, the estimate the first thing that I'm able to find, the estimated death toll of the Nazis when all is said and done was sixteen million. Somewhere in that range. So, if we just do some simple math, where the fuck is my calculator? There it is. Um, I got 16
1: million typed out. Let's do it.
2: Okay, so 16 million divided by 40,000. What what does that give us? As an equation, or as a, you know, a... a, a fuck you. Uh, Wait, but, we did that but, backwards. I was going to
1: say, it says four hundreds. So, 40,000 <laughs> divided by
2: 16... That's sixteen thousand. That's 16, 000, we've been out of million. school
1: for a couple of years. It's yeah.
2: Okay, so they are responsible for one fourth of a percent of the entire death toll of the Nazis. That's still a lot. Point two five percent. That's it's quite a bit. And that's less than eight hundred people are responsible <laughs> for that. Oh that is astronomical. Honestly, Good I mean, fucking I mean, lord! How I many you you Nazis
1: number. there were? So a lot, many. A lot. This guy led these eight hundred folks to do a, a quarter of a percent, and it was so many people. Yeah, and keep in mind oh these God. are
2: all just like estimates. Like there, there's almost no way to know the true death toll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're we're not talking fifty people. You know, we're talking entire countries that had people fucking annihilated in. You know. Not to mention the people that were killed just from the the war itself, not the fucking concentration camps and just weirdo psycho murderer yeah, rapists.
1: just these dudes coming into town and and doing what they do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So these guys are they're they're getting there. They're get, their numbers are way too high. for I what hope they they they're should
1: not be. getting there. I hope they they got to where they were gonna.
2: No, and as far... I was trying to look this up, and there's really no, like, concrete answer, Um, but the Black Hunters never... None of them ever made it to the Nuremberg Trials because they were either all captured or just dead by that point. Um, So there's no... As far as anyone's aware, there was no, like, you know, the escaped Nazis. None of them were from this specific battalion, Um, which makes sense because it's not like he was recruiting, like, military iq people he was just recruiting criminals and psychopaths
1: yeah he wasn't recruiting people who were like believing in whatever bullshit the nazis were were touting about at that point they weren't like for nazism they were for the crazy atrocities that this guy was regularly telling everyone to do yeah pretty much
2: pretty much so it's believed at least that they were either all dead or captured or really just not worth the time and effort to go after because they were already criminals anyway. So yeah. the shit that they did after that, f- after, you know, during the war is like, well, just tack it onto their sentence, I guess. Like, they're going back to prison anyway.
1: Yes. so, yeah.
2: But, yeah, so that is Oskar Dürrlwanger and the Black Hunter Battalion of the Nazis.
1: Well, I got to tell you, Grant, that was awful.
2: Yeah. All right. It really was. It was very
1: well constructed on your, in, in your, uh, in the sense that you presented it well. Hey, but what you. you presented was fucking just have you have you ever seen the Garfield live action movie?
2: I had dude, Navi loves it. Really? Oh, he fucking he will watch it like a person. Like he <laughs> loves it.
1: <laughs> Did I imagine that fucking Doberman? He loves across it. Across yeah, the street.
2: What's his name? Well he loves that guy and he loves Odie. The like the dog that they bring in. You Who know? doesn't love Odie? Like know? he like especially that scene where Odie's like dancing or like you know, he's like jumping. Now, if you'll, like, try to do it, like, a, like play along <laughs> with like
1: it. It's like a sing-along, sort of, like, oh, yeah, I'll do it, too. He
2: loves it. He fucking loves it.
1: Yeah, it ties back into Caddyshack, dude. Bill Murray. You voiced Garfield, That's didn't he? That's true. Everything's voice connected
2: him? to fucking Garfield somehow. Everything
1: is connected to Garfield. It's like Kevin Bacon with all us people. Yeah, you know? You know?
2: I'm related to Kevin Bacon. Seven
1: spaces removed, or whatever the fuck.
2: Uh, It's six. Six degrees six? of bacon.
1: Oh, uh, I, I think I'm thinking of you. Can't fold a piece of paper seven times.
2: I've heard that. I don't know if that's true, but I believe it.
1: I've tried it. It. I can't get it. Really? I can't get it.
2: Hmm. All right, that's cool. I like that.
1: Anyway, so that was awful. The the episode. So so there you go.
2: Yeah. How about that?
1: Nazis. If you didn't know they were bad up until now, well, now you know.
2: Yeah. No. Now you know. Um,
1: it's all out in the open. Mitch wasn't here, by the way.
2: No. Well, this is a Thursday. Yeah. This is a Thursday. This is the Thursday. I'm going to post this today, too, because fuck it. Why not? You know, we're, we're coming up. Yeah. Um, don't worry. I know we didn't specify this at the beginning. Don't worry, though. You will be getting one tomorrow as well.
1: It's true. I'll be here again tomorrow. It's going to be great. Keep in mind. Early morning, maybe.
2: Yeah, we're going to try to get it get it online kind of earlier in the day. Well,
1: yeah, not early morning. I'm going to get here, like, late in the morning.
2: Yeah, but... um. We're pretty much I feel like it's gonna be i'm gonna compile some more like interesting little news things that are going on um it'll be a much more lax episode than this one um so just us catching up with the fans, we'll see where it takes us. You know
1: we'll see what happens. yeah, I got nothing going on. I'll just scroll on my phone and talk about some some stuff I see,
2: but yeah, definitely don't worry. you'll be getting another episode tomorrow, and if you're a patron immediately after that. This- Honestly, I'm probably going to post them together. So Yeah, probably at the matter. same time. Yeah. But we're doing doing the Patreon episode as soon as we're done recording this one. So, if you're a patron, you'll have three episodes in the span of about 18 hours. There you go. How about that? Yeah. That'd be fair. Yeah, because I figure... You don't need to know the inner machinations of the posting process. It will This episode will probably be... It will be online and available before 8 p.m uh would be central time
1: i don't know man i just live in indiana
2: yeah it'll be central time uh by 8 p.m 9 p.m eastern time it will be available to all those out there that want to listen to some fucked up nazi shit and you've made it to this point in the episode so you already know what it's about
1: yeah oscar wing computers mm-hmm. yeah
2: but that is effectively our episode for today. No,
1: it's true. Yeah, that's Grant. I'm Jake. We are starting a cult. You can follow us on all our shit. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have an email. It's startacult at gmail.com. Email us some stuff. We love it when you guys do that. We take it all into account, and we love you, and we respond usually, right? I don't check the email very often. That's more your department, but I I, I do, do have it open on my Safari.
2: We do, and so. I want to say um, I do. We've been, we're gathering. I know this is a weird bone of contention with people. There are people out there that think that podcasts that go to YouTube are like the dumbest thing in the world. Now don't get me wrong, that's not like our target, but we it, it goes up there. It's like why not, you know? Um and uh Shanny or Shani. is that how you Shani. say it? Shani? Shani. Shani. Um, she's an extremely active member on the YouTube. Yeah, we've
1: taken some of her suggestions. She made a sticker for her car of our logo. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Shawnee's the, the, sh- the shit. So
2: definitely right. um, it, YouTube, it might take an extra business day. Because usually if I'm watching it, I'm watching it like on the TV or something. And I don't have it like open to the point where I see notifications. But... Um, our YouTube channel. Uh, we will respond to you on there, and if you post like any recommendations you have on there, or something you want to hear, we'll definitely see it, and it will be added to the list, and or possibly just done immediately. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's kind of just like whatever we're feeling. Yeah. But, so go ahead and do that. Yeah. Rest assured, anything you say, we will look at it. Yes. And we'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna write that down.
2: And we do have a couple new subscribers. Names are escaping me. Well, they're you know, it's it's like usernames. So, like, names are escaping me, obviously. Um, but we do have, I think, two or three new subscribers on YouTube this week. Moving up in the world. Um, so if you guys do, if you didn't know this already, if you do like this show, and maybe YouTube isn't the easiest way to watch it, um, you know, we're we're pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast is where you can. We're find on anything.
1: Us. I was telling Grant the other day, I did like a little like deep dive on ourselves, just like what comes up if you look us up on Google and shit. Uh-huh. And it we're on everything. Yeah. We're on like fifty plus streaming things for podcasts, most of which I've never even heard of.
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and say this with all the confidence in the world. You could find us on almost any podcasting platform that you're gonna use or utilize um so you know feel free to bounce around um realistically you know we don't i don't really care what our traffic looks like as far as views um so if you want to watch this on like some fucking homemade ipad on some site i've never heard of and you're like you're like i like this show i want them to get bigger i want them to keep going they need to get the views don't fucking worry about it watch it wherever you want to watch it and it'll still happen yeah just tell your friends you know Tell yeah. your
1: friends, and if they say like, "Oh, I don't have a way to stream it," yeah, they fucking do.
2: Yeah, they do. All right, and we run this almost ad-free. I think there's a maybe an ad like in the beginning. There's an typically. ad or two
1: sometimes, yeah, but
2: we're about as ad-free yeah. as you can get. Um yeah. we don't we don't have any sponsorships. We're not going to interrupt you with any of that. Uh, so don't worry about it. How about that?
1: Yeah, we also have a TikTok. That is true. Wasak underscore pod.
2: We have right. one of those. You can
1: see me as a pretty girl. You can see dogs. That's really all that's up there right now. But what you know, we'll work on
2: that. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Well, yeah.
1: Oh, there's also Patreon. Oh, which yeah. we're gonna do an episode for right after we stop recording this. But yeah, there's a link below for that. You can just send us any amount of money that you want. You can listen to our exclusive content that we record by monthly. True. All right, and also you can have a shirt if you ask for it. Again, I know that there's a patron who wants a shirt, but he hasn't given us his, his address. Oh,
2: that's true. We actually owe someone else's shirt too. I, Who's that? Um, I think it's our friend up in Wisconsin. Um, oh
1: shit! Yeah, let's get that to her.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I don't remember recall if like names or something that they're comfortable using.
1: I followed her on TikTok.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I d- do not worry. I I have them. They're in my possession. Where are they? Um are they are they like at, they're in here somewhere. They in here? I don't they're like, in this room. Yeah, I moved a bunch of boxes oh and shit God. around. Um, it's a mess in here. Don't worry. They're present and accounted for. And I promise, it will happen. It's just, it, it's a bad time of the year. It's just busy. And there's shit going on outside of the podcast all the time.
1: No, it's true. Uh, you. Dude, we still have these balloons here. We do, yeah. You want to maybe revisit for the uh, the Patreon episode? Maybe doing these balloons
2: here. We might, you know, fuck it. Why not? Who We're knows here. what happens? You know. We'll see what happens. Oh,
1: save it for tomorrow. Either way, you're getting a bunch of content from us right now.
2: That you are. So we will talk to you guys tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you guys. Love you. Mitches and air bananas.